Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today's episode is one of my favorites of the whole year because it celebrates what you, the listeners, have enjoyed most over the past year. I love looking at the top five episodes because it tells me about our past year, what resonated with everyone and which episodes lifted your spirits, connected with you, gave you what you wanted to create your best life story. So that's very interesting to me. And it's also great feedback for me. But I also love this episode because it's a fun listen. You get to hear little teasers of the favorite shows and If you've missed them, you can always go back and listen. You can decide which ones you might want to go back, which ones would be fun to share. And it's always fun just to get listener feedback. So stay tuned to find out the top five listener favorites for 2022. Stories are our lives and language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee. And I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Let's get started with the top five episodes of 2022. Coming in at number five is episode 214. It was called Walking on Water. In this episode, we discuss the deep importance of us learning to walk with faith, of coming to understand what is and why it's important and how to develop and use it in our own lives. I share three clips in this episode, three excellent women who are experts on the topic, and we talk about how we have to have more faith in our why, more faith in ourselves, and in our supportive universal purpose, and in God, than we do in fear. In this clip, I have just grabbed a little piece from the first of those three women to kind of introduce here, so take a listen. Martha Beck, the international life coach, said, quote, every leap into light starts as a leap into the dark, unquote. I will point out the obvious now. Every leap into the dark is a step out onto the water. In episode 78, I did an interview with Gainalyn Condi, the popular LDS writer and speaker, and we called the show Trust the Process. One of the things that we talked about was that faith is a process. We start by daring to step out of the boat, by taking that risk. And if we want to walk on water, that risk has to be taken. We have to take that first step. Let me share a clip from that interview. The story in the New Testament of Peter He got out of the boat and he walked on water. But every time a Christian tells that story, we talk about how he feared and then he sunk. We don't talk about how he walked on the water. Well, his brothers, his buddies were all back in the boat. Mm -hmm. He was the only one that had the courage to step out of the boat and walk on water with the Savior. Yes, he got afraid and he sunk. But, But the part of the story that is hopeful for me is that he reached back up and started to walk again. And so I think if we're finding ourselves 
in a situation in our own lives where we're in a thinking time or we're struggling to, you know, get air and we're sinking to the bottom, instead of thinking somehow we are so flawed and we're never going to make it, realize that is the whole process. That mm. is what life is about. There is thinking and there's rising and there's walking on water and there's thinking and rising <laughs> and walking on water. But there are a lot that. of people that play safe and stay in the boat. Life is messy. And and so why don't we celebrate the fact that we walk on water and we sink? It's okay. The sinking is part of the process. It just means we stepped out of the boat and said we were willing. And so are we going to be okay that, yes, we may fail horribly. And Brene Brown is brilliant at this. She has really blown the lid off of vulnerability and shame mm-hmm. because she's framed it in a way that says we're we're dying here. We're all dying a slow, lonely death, and we're dying from we're 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 being prevented from having these great, beautiful experiences of walking on the water because we're so afraid of the sinking, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't even try it. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided at the end of the day, my biggest fear, if people ask me, my biggest regret will be if I see God and I missed something. I missed mm-hmm. trying something because I was so afraid mm-hmm. that would be way worse than if I tried and failed. Because at the end of the day, when your kids are learning to walk and they try, we're all cheering, clapping, right? And the baby falls. We don't like shame them and say, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. (laughs) You know, your cousin is walking so much better than you at two, two and a half years old. Why aren't you, you know, whatever it is, we, we cheer their trying. And I feel like that's what God's saying to us. He's not saying you idiots. Why are you trying to raise kids? Why are you trying to start a business? Why are you trying to start a podcast? Why did you think you could be an author? Now for the next one, number four. Having the faith to take action in your life is a huge step to making things happen. But one of the next most powerful steps in creating a peaceful life is the ability to see how our trials help us to grow to be able to recognize that the shit of life is the fertilizer. I'll add in this little thought as well. I was reading a symposium paper on why bad things happen, and there was a wonderful section that talked about how we cannot learn to forgive without being hurt and having someone to forgive. We cannot learn patience without having to struggle with the shortage of time. We can't gain understanding and empathy without knowing struggle and a particular pain. You know, someone who has struggled with an illness can understand another who is struggling with an illness, etc., etc., right? So while our desire to avoid pain is strong, growth, understanding, And the development of Christ-like qualities comes only through knowing the opposite side of that thing. This takes us into number four, number four most downloaded episode of 2022, episode 227, my interview with Carrington Smith, the author of Blooming, Finding Gifts in the Shit of Life. Here's a clip from my interview with her. So what message do you want, do you most want people to understand about this process of blooming as we traverse through this journey of life? Yeah, I think it goes really to the title of the book. And that is, 
in order to bloom, we have to do maybe sort of the, the ugliest part. And Brene Brown, uh, she refers to it as owning your story. I talk about actually going back and taking a look at the traumas, the difficulties, the failures of life. And that's where the rich stuff is. You know, they say success is a poor teacher, but <laughs> the failure, trauma, you really learn something. And so, but go back and embrace those things and take ownership of them and look at it and say, okay, how can I take this and from something that was done to me into something that was given to me and reshape it and reframe the story to propel me through life instead of being a drain on me. And it, it is, it's that whole reframing mindset um, and living that on a daily basis so that anytime something happens that is a negative experience, you very quickly go to the opportunity in it as opposed to living in the, the negative space for so long. You can find the whole episode that includes her numerous personal stories of rape and abuse and how she comes to claim her story. It's in episode 227. Now, what is number three for this year? The third most downloaded episode is episode 218, Life Engineered with Rusty Lendquist. I'm loving this countdown because each of the top downloads, as it turns out, are all super life tools. So number five, having the faith to step out and take action. That's a huge part of living. Number four, understanding that our trials and failures are really our greatest tools for building our character and refining us. That is a super huge, important thing to grasp about living because it helps us as we go through those rocky patches. And now in number three, creating our life with intention, engineering the life that you want on purpose. This, of course, is what we're always talking about on the show is responsibility and the capability that we have to intentionally live our life on purpose. So three super big life understandings there. Here's a clip from my interview with Rusty Lindquist. I think a lot of times we sort of subscribe to the story that we don't have control, that we don't have power, that our lives are what they are, and we just have to accept it. Life engineering is a, it's, it's not just a company, it's a belief. It's a belief that you have power. It's a belief that you have a choice. It's belief that you have the ability to engineer your life. And we use that word engineering because, you know, engineering has this connotation which is that if I understand these principles and I have the right tools, I can engineer an outcome of my design. We take that concept and we apply it to life. And that's what we believe in our heart of hearts, both myself and, and, and the, the, the journey that I've been on and is imbued within the culture of our organization. The idea is you have the ability to engineer your life. And the moment you accept that 
What that means is that you have power, you have control over the outcomes and your future. And this was really, you know, the, the, the most pivotal part of my story was, you know, once my, I was separated from my mom and I went to live with this new family, like I was just, you know, besought with regret and anger and loathing and self-pity. And I, I, I felt like, well, you know, something was wrong with me. Like I had been through three fathers and no, like I never had friends and I, ne I just never had. And I, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I was broken. And I, you know, as I sort of went through this self, you know, refinement process, there was just one day when I realized I had a choice. I could either face the past and let myself be focused entirely in all of that or not. And it was that black and white. And I recognized that my future didn't have to be the inevitable outcome of my past. Like I could simply choose to turn the other direction. I could simply choose to face forward and make my life what I wanted it to be. And I made that choice. And that's really what I would say to everybody about life engineering is believe that you can believe that you have that choice believe that with the right access to the right tools and the right resources and the right knowledge you can engineer a life of your own design to the entire episode, pull up episode 218 on your app or on the loveyourstorypodcast.com. Now we are all the way to number two. The second most downloaded episode this year was episode 212, Domestic Violence, interview with Brielle Cotterman and Melissa Henschen. Brielle Cotterman shared her attempted murder story and Melissa Henschen of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition then shared tips for escaping a domestic violence situation in this episode. So in this clip that you're going to hear, you're going to hear part of her story. But the larger episode goes into a lot more detail about um, when someone's being abused, the grooming that happens, um, what to watch out for, and of course, how to seek help. So here's a little taste of the number two favorite for 2022. gone to work out. I came home and he said he was there, you know, at the house. He had been gone in, an, in another uh, part of the country. And he said, you know, I want to, I'm going to take care of you. So I, I want to talk about um, all of this. I know I've been awful about it, about the divorce and everything, but um, if this is what you really want, I'm going to take care of you today. And um, that conversation turned to him holding a loaded gun to my head and pulling the trigger and the gun miraculously misfiring. In that moment, um, you know, and I, any, I'm sure that for most people who experience trauma, um, there is no time to reflect. There is not one moment to um, even digest the experience at that point. It is fight or flight. It is basic survival in that moment. And um, I was able to escape through a window um, of a small room. I, I, there, was, there were no thoughts going through my mind in that moment. I literally felt like it was an out-of-body experience that I was 
watching um, myself leave and I was not making any decisions. I believe wholeheartedly that um, if it weren't for my faith, if it weren't for the divine intervention there, that, that I wouldn't be here today. Then moments after I was able to escape through a small window, um, the door behind me was riddled with bullets and um, and then he took his own life. Everything was premeditated. There was um, a note, there were plans made ahead of time, um, all sorts of things that had been brewing, you know, that took a lot of consideration. To listen to the entire episode, find episode 212 and listen as these two women share so many good pointers gained from their own experiences with Brielle having experienced it herself and with Melissa working with so many, many women and so many stories. Okay, people, here we are to number one. The most downloaded episode of 2022 was... Episode 211, Healthy Co-Parenting, my interview with Jay Behrman and Amanda Lauder. This episode was fascinating because it's not very often that you get to speak with both a husband and a wife who have gotten divorced and who take responsibility for their parts in the dissolution of their marriage. It was such an interesting interview because Amanda was very clear in calling Jay out about his abuses. But Jay was incredible in claiming them, learning from them, and sharing how they had both grown. So while it could have been a Jerry Springer drama situation, it didn't turn out that way. But I think that's part of what was fascinating about this show is that you got to see mature people claiming their parts in something that didn't work, and then talking about um, how they grew out of it and through it and the progression they made. And of course, most important is this healthy co-parenting idea. So before I share the clip, let me just say, I love the topic of healthy co-parenting because it's not something you hear very often. And yet this topic, we should get a lot more airtime on this because so many of us need to know how to do it. When the divorce rates are at 50% and so many of those divorces have kids involved, we need to be talking about how to be better at this. So definitely take in the whole episode if you miss this one, especially if you co-parent in a divorce situation. By the time that I filed for divorce, that was in early, um, well, summer of 2011, um, I'd really been unhappy for a very long time. I'm a very religious person. So I had been praying about divorcing Jay for about eight years at that point. And how long had you guys been married? We'd been married for 13. Okay. So things, things weren't great for me from almost the beginning. Um, especially after our first child was born is when things started to go downhill for me. Our, most of our marriage revolved around my weight, my size, how much I ate, how much I exercised and whether that lived up to Jay's expectations or not. Um, he could be very cruel at some points. 
And um, it was just really, really up and down. And I recognized later towards the end of the marriage, when I started working with a therapist, um, that it was emotionally abusive. And um, so, you know, I had, I would go through cycles of trying to comply to his wishes and demands. Um, but no matter what I did, it was never good enough. He always wanted more. And, um, so it, when Jay married me, I was a pretty confident person. Um, I, I felt really good about myself, but, um, over the course of our marriage, I pretty much felt like I became a shell of who I used to be. There was not a whole lot left, um, to the point where I was having to be medicated for depression and anxiety. And in 2010, I nearly took my life. So things got really, really bad. Okay. Can, and can I just break over to Jay here for a minute and yeah. say, yeah. what is your perspective on that? Over the course of, of our marriage, I was, I was verbally abusive to, to Amanda. And did you know you were at the time, or is this just something that you've accepted afterwards? I knew that I was, I knew that I was being cruel and, and I knew that I was being critical and I didn't like what I was doing. And I, I don't think I, I realized how the degree to which I was doing it until probably about 10 years in is when um, maybe 10 or 11 years in when I, when I really felt like I was, um, I was really hurting her. This first episode, number one episode with Jay and Amanda stands out because of their honesty with the audience and with each other. It stands out because we are talking about something that doesn't get talked about, the healthy co-parenting. And it stands out because it's so unique to have people claim responsibility for breaking things and being able to share appreciation and growth in relationships that have caused pain. Um, Jay and Amanda set a really good example for us this year of doing that. So thank you to them. And thank you to all who have been on the show this year. I am deeply grateful to all of you for what I have learned from you, for your courage, for being willing to share with the listeners. So thank you. Big hugs to all of you. And as we end the show, I want to thank you, the listener, truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this time with me. And thanks to all of those who have hopped on and left a review for the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. So please do now if you haven't. But I want to share a review that we got from JLA1206 from the United States. Thank you for this, JLA. She says, or he says, I guess it could be, Lori creates a safe place for all of us. I was not always comfortable with my story. This podcast has helped me to see the beauty, depth, joy, richness, and compassion available to me, regardless of how hard my story seemed at times. I love every interview and insight offered and feel like Lori does an exceptional job at creating a safe place for all of us to discover and fall in love with our stories. Thank you, Lori, for sharing your gifts with us. 
Oh, seriously, thank you. Thank you, JLA1206, for this awesome review. I appreciate it. It, it makes my year. <laughs> um, in parting, too, I want to say I have put up a new page on loveyourstorypodcast.com, and it's called Want to Be a Guest. It's actually called Guesting. So when you get there, it's just in the menu called Guesting. There's a drop down. And if you want to be a guest or know somebody that should share their story on the show, There's just a form you can fill out. It will send it to me. And then we'll start opening that conversation. So find it at the website. Have a wonderful closeout of 2022. A wonderful new year. A quick reminder about life. Living intentional and fearless every day. The 21 Life Connection Challenges. This is my book if you've been a a longtime listener. It came out a couple of years ago, but it is still exceptional. And if you still need Christmas gifts, this book is more than a gift because it's a path to living life with more connection and more self-care and more possibility. And what could be more wonderful than giving somebody you love that? So it spells out all the 21 challenges, which are 21 life hacks that are super fun to implement. And they provide you so many tips for living your life on purpose. That's what it's all about. You can find it on Amazon or you can go to loveyourstorypodcast.com for a link that will take you there to buy it. Please come back and join us in 2023 for another year of brave stories, of insights, of lessons, of struggles and successes. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you again in a couple weeks with a brand new year.